Welcome to Team Rebuttal Edition 124. Join the team as we probe the depth of a calendar system that he has adopted, initiated, developed, and is now showing to others. We are talking about the Lemurian calendar developed by Huna Flash. Welcome. Greetings. I'm glad to have you back so soon. Normally we don't have bang bang episodes like that. We had you on, I think, a week or two ago. Usually it's a couple of months, and I'm not complaining at all um, because just of scheduling, but today opened up. I hit you up, and you said you were available. Thanks for making yourself available. I know you're a busy man. Um, and my fiance and I have both acquired your Lemurian calendar from uh, the HLIfoundation.com. Um, it's really pretty, and I just figured why now that I have it, um, even though we're one month past the beginning date of Kapuna'ui Motu, my wombat birth sign in june um where this calendar starts i figured we could kind of go through each of the um animals the months kind of go into the etymology any mythologies you felt pertinent kind of um as almost an addendum to the calendar so if anybody buys it we could you know show them this episode and they could get a little more out of it at that level so but first of all how are you doing huna I'm uh, feeling great there, brothers and sisters and ladies and gentlemen, grandfathers, grandmothers, uh, grandchildren. Awesome. The royal we, as the Big Lebowski would say. Well, this is the 124th episode, which numerologically will reduce to seven, which is the chariot card in the major arcana of the tarot, uh, which is, I am confident that with discipline I will succeed. Uh, the chariot is about taking charge of your own destiny, seizing the moment and letting the momentum carry you forward, finishing what you set into motion, not hesitating and knowing you can do this. Ironically, also, it's cancer season, the crab and the Western Horus scope, as you had uh, said before, and that is what this card resonates with. The chariot card is the cancer, uh, cancerian card. So, um, out of curiosity, Raphael, what would the galactic characters card be? So we are now at uh, one, two, four. In this case, it is 716. Uh, protectiveness, Lyra, or Lyra, I guess. Present timeline. A strong trait of the Lyran civilization is protectiveness. They were often like lions protecting their cubs when it came to protecting their offspring and even their territory. Thus, this trait can be helpful or obsessive. Sometimes a protective nature can harm those who we are protecting because it does not allow them to grow and make their own decisions. This karmic pattern of protectiveness is one that you have experienced in many lives. Sometimes you were the protector, and other times you were the one who was protected, who was not allowed to grow. By looking at this issue now, the pattern can be released. Well, it's funny because one of the kind of shadows of cancer, uh, i.e. the chariot card, is um, it's the mother of the zodiac in the horoscope, as Huna would say. Um, and that has this kind of attribution of maybe at worst in a shadow sense, overprotecting, overbearing, kind of like Pink Floyd to the wall with the mother in that. Uh, but out of curiosity, what, if anything, resonated about what we just said, Huna? Yeah, the releasing, you know, the releasing of um, the old patterns, the releasing of those, um, those, those forces of uh, you know, overbearing, overbearingness uh, is almost like um, it has judgment attached to it. It has those forces of judgment and 
as we are understanding uh, justice the, in this new earth, we are seeing justice transform to uh, opportunity. And so if you speak about releasing from these energies of uh, Lyran and that, that uh, frequency that was, that's held there, when we consider the Lemurian understanding, we've already released that frequency as we speak into a higher frequency of another Stargate, which is connected to this calendar. What may be said, just as a general background reference to the degree and diversion via uh, Lisa Royal and Daryl Anka that I know, deliverance would, I guess, in terms of energy, more be attributed, is how I would put it now, to the Atlantean uh, type idea, and the vegan would be more to the Lemurian type idea. At least that's kind of the lineage, the way I'm grokking it. So I can understand in that sense uh, where you're coming from. Well, thank you. Yeah, we were aligning, or we were aligned, uh, certainly some more distance to cover, yeah. All great things come in time, I guess. Even though the eternal now is all there is, I guess. This is Double Gemini kind of guessery. I'm still trying to figure it out, but that's just the nature of the beast. So um, I have in front of me this Lemurian calendar. It's beautiful. It's got this uh, art that's really dope. Um, with all these animals, which we'll kind of get into. I know that uh, it's already passed in terms of June has already passed, but let's just, I guess, start with the year where it really does start um, in the Lemurian calendar with June. Um, can you tell us, I mean, it's it's the Kapuna'ui Motu, the wombat, and I'm a baby of June, so this would be my sign. Um, I want to kind of get into this, but uh, can you explain why it starts in June? Yes, the, um, the Lemurian calendar is part of the planet. The Lemurian society, the Lemurian, let us go to the first portal, which is first Lemuria, that's New Zealand. New Zealand, uh, Hawaii, and Rapa Nui, which is Easter Island. That's the Polynesian Triangle. As we understand this part of the world, we begin winter in the June month. Now, in the June month... Um, we, we, we begin the new year from this winter as we move from the winter into spring. September is, becomes the fourth month when rotation is counterclockwise, yes? Right, right. And so if we are, uh, as we are rotating counterclockwise, then we begin from first light, which is the first time zone, which begins in New Zealand. It's not only the first time zone, it's the first light time um, that touches the first fractal of the soil at the atomic level, the cellular level, of all beings, of all life on the planet. That's a fact. So this is not conjecture or just myth. This is also backed up by so much knowledge, wisdom, and science, and current science today, and geographic science. Well, that's how you, where you begin from first, even, in, even if you're referring to time zones of the modern the modern uh, uh, system, you're going from first time zone to 24 time zones and back to New Zealand again. The meridian line being at uh, 11 and a half to 12 hours later. Okay, that's London, right? right I've always, I've always wondered why that is the case. It's, I mean, uh, obviously, these are systems that have been put over top of more ancient systems, um, like Gregorian calendars and such. They're modern contrivances in a sense. Um, but it is, you know, like uh, Japan is the um, the flag is the sun, the land of the rising sun. You're saying New Zealand's like the first light. 
it's kind of part of the it seems the fundament and maybe it's even known to a degree but it's um having lived in hawaii it was funny because that was like the very last moment of the day kind of thing um whereas new zealand i guess is the very first moment of the quote day of gaia or however scientists are kind of um, abdicating this stuff yes you know uh, japan being part of lemuria yeah, of course, it's in alignment with Hawaii. So as Hawaii, as the light's coming back around to Hawaii, we're coming to the to the final time zone before we back to New Zealand again. Um, so it's it's uh, even if we don't speak time and we just speak seasons, okay, it begins at that season in June where light touches the ground. Now, why? Because this is about life. This is about creating life. This is about the the creation of life on this planet and the life that was that's also entering uh, from outside of the planet and so um even if we didn't matter if we called it june doesn't matter if we called it um a, a red tractor whatever name you gave it it still starts from that point um from for the season still sp starts from that june the winter month and moves to to the spring land to the spring season in september counterclockwise and it does this over um you know of course over a period of 12 months as we've understood the 12. of course 12 is sacred 12 around one is sacred giving us that 13th harmonic but if i just sit with seasons for now as we as this calendar is 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 a uh, connected to the planet and uh, it is a Lemurian it belongs to the planet it's it's a divine rotation and divine light time which caters to and reveals and shares and um, uh, disseminates the knowledge and the wisdom of a two to one ratio which is which means in the seasons of counterclockwise we we speak for both feminine and masculine we speak for both within this rotation and it, it is felt, it's, it's even seen, right? So if, if you were to speak uh, the feminine in a rotation of a season, you must also speak of the masculine in the rotation. And this brings us to divine union within the seasons of all life. All life being, um, being converging, uh, uh, converging the masculine and feminine into the, into the union. But it, it also, it also, um, aligns to this first light and the way the seasons rotate and what the way this planet rotates now when first lemuria arrived uh, the seasons were shorter life was very difficult to create in those conditions in other words we needed more light first lemuria goes back to 500 million years I don't know if you under you know that if you've yeah, heard yeah, of I that. Recall that when you said it last time I mean I'm still trying to learn this paradigm uh, is very new to me, but I'm, I recall you saying it was not just yesterday. Yeah, yeah. This, this, what this means is we go back to a period when New Zealand was part of Hawaii, when they were one in the one land. But what, what, it really, what I'm really uh, referring to is when the seasons were shorter, and that's when New Zealand was in that area. The conditions for life were very different, and... We were, we were coming into form from the light at a rapid accelerated rate, hence, and there's more studies on this, obviously, hence the size, our giant size. It's, it was just shorter period, so growth was really, you know, really accelerated. So, so what does the word Kopo Nui Motu translate to directly? Does that, is that like a name for a wombat? 
No. It's, it's referring to the action and the essence of that being, which means the womb. Kopunui means womb. I do find I do it find synchronistic it. that it's a wombat and womb is in the word wombat. I don't know if that was intentional on your part or if that's just part of the system as it is. Everything on that calendar was, was um, discovered on location and by extensive mapping and by a lot, many years of healing work with many people and the land and the water and the sky. So, so these, I love that. I love that. These, are, these are continental beings. So just before we skip over this, uh, you mentioned uh, shorter seasons in association with the larger size of the then Lemurian race. Is that correct? Yes, uh, many, many races within the Lemuria, well, not that many, there were, as I have uh, memory and recall and, and understanding of it, five root races of the Lemurian uh, civilization. And, this, and, and in the form, accelerated growth over those short periods brought us to larger sizes and a variety of, of beings within those five root races. Evolution, evolution is one hell of a drug, as they say. they say. I mean, you start with a few, you know, a few things, and look at the diversity that can spring from it. Yes. Yeah, so, so even though Lemuria was also part of other civilizations out of this system, it is an operating system that that aligned with this planet as this planet when this planet was created, and um, it's uh, it's a it's a super intelligent, supernatural. Uh, divine rotation in a system that, that, that is aligned and synchronized to that. To cater for masculine and feminine, it is required that um, as, we, as we were evolving more into the, the longer seasons now, now we're into, uh, we've been through four Lemurias, we're coming, we're in the rising of the fifth Lemuria that you call it the age of Aquarius, we call it the fifth, fifth Lemuria five. And what this is, is a, 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 re, a returning to the, the 24-strand DNA, the 24-dimensional being inside the human, minus the size. At, at the size we are, we can, we can accommodate the DNA strands that we had from first Lemuria, but in this size, and it's bringing our density into an incredible capacity and expansion. It's kind of funny how actually scientific uh, kind of endeavors in the modern age even reflect that, where computers, you know, even uh, 50 years ago or whatever, were the size of a room. And now we've got things in our hands that are just, if not more powerful than things that NASA had when they tried to, quote, launch people to the moon or whatever was going on there. Um, I want to kind of read what this calendar says and ask maybe a few questions, and then we can keep going from June on because we're not in June anymore, but I figured start where it starts. That made sense. Um, it says, this month is the month of the wombat, seen as the womb, like you were saying. This creature is known for digging into the earth to channel water. Its essence is the vibration, frequency, energy, and magnetics of creation. And then it talks about a mystical trio, um, which includes the wombat, a golden lamb, I think, a golden fleece lamb, and a hummingbird. I was wondering um, how the trio was established. Is that like every fourth sign? Well, um, the, there are 12 continents on this planet. So these are 12 representatives of the 12 continents. And so um, the discovery of the 12 continents came into this sequence and aligned into uh, alignment to the zodiac, to the birth signs that were once were known, of course, um, through that discovered through um, the healing work with many people and working through their scopes of horror and translating, translating um, 
the essence and the story of particular birth signs of the horoscope of horrors, bringing back the feedback. Um, and for instance, for instance, the lamb, it, it is, it was about the lamb, the golden fleece is about the essence of the lamb removing the wool from your eyes. And so exactly as what is happening in this new earth, the wool has been pulled from your eyes now, or the veil, if you like. But in terms of this, this, uh, motu, the, the lamb was taking back its own wool, meaning it was pulling it from your eyes and receiving its own essence back into itself. And, the, and there are those, uh, very close to me that are, are of the kirihi that can confirm that action happening during healing, during their processes, and, and making the transition from the Gregorian back uh, over to the blueprint. So on the wombat, the kopu, the, I'm going to butcher all these pronunciations, so forgive me, but kopu nui, motu, on the wombat, um, June birth sign, uh, it says it's about the tona, the door of the child, and this is about the southern cross, star of the Christ, I think, it, um, and the first light of Lemuria, like you were saying. Um, so does this wombat specifically resonate with any continent or people group, or how should we be viewing this wombat? Well, the, the, the wombat is an Australian marsupial. Correct. And so um, as I discovered the location of the continental beings, the being, it, uh, there were, there's, there's four portals that are, uh, that are located on each of the 12. I located all four portals. Then I confirmed the star alignment to the the Tuna, which is which means the Southern Cross. Tuna is is in the Lemurian language, which means the Southern Star. Um, and so, uh, though New Zealand is in that vicinity, Australia came through when the wombat started speaking and talk and sharing that all the beings were speaking. And so I was listening, and I've been listening since I'm seven. And so, um, I, action on it didn't happen until about ten years ago. Um, and so the Korpanui being, being the womb, it's, it's, um, it's also, it's also um, representing, representative of our culture, of the culture of all the peoples on the planet. Korpanui means womb, which, which re represents the longhouse, the people of the longhouse. We are the people of the longhouse and the longhouse traditions, as you, uh, all of the cultures have a longhouse have a wampum, have a farinui, have a hale. Um, some of them have it on a mountain, haleakala or fariatara, which means the house of the rising sun. Uh, and uh, they all they are aligned to a certain trajectory, which is north. They all point to the toke, north star. And nice. so the kopunui is, is uh, in the deeper understanding of the word kopunui means the longhouse traditions. And inside a longhouse, if you've ever been I would, I would invite you to enter a Māori longhouse or a whare nui, and inside it you will feel, you will feel, and you will get triggered, and you will remember what is inside these longhouses um, are um, powerful uh, knowledge and wisdom carved into the ribs, and I'll say ribs and backbone of the structure on the inside that have all the ancestral knowledge, stargates, mapping, history, story, of not only New Zealand, but, but, but all of many places connected to the longhouse traditions of all longhouse peoples. Word. So in wrapping up June, and we'll keep going, um, I'm just looking at the days, and I didn't know, it, uh, June 1st was Lemurian New Year, Light of Dolphin, 
it seems there's uh, five lights if, um, and zero light and sacred light. I just wanted you to kind of break what down that meant. So there's light of dolphin, light of orca, light of crab, light of fish, light of whale, zero light, and sacred light. What is the dif- uh, differentiation between that and what does that demark? In discovering and uh, in, in, uh, uh, activating and bringing through the calendar, there was assistance by the star nations. Star nations coming through the stargate. Um, uh, for example, Rehu, which is the stargate of the dolphin and the whale nations, including, uh, and it is a higher frequency above Lyra. So when you speak Lyra, you're in the fitness vicinity, but Rehu is speaking into another frequency that's much higher. And that now you're into, now you're into these, the star nations of the, the whale and the dolphin is said that they are the creators of this planet from water, which was brought through by ice that created this planet. So the first stone, which is all crystal, comes from the first stone, which is water. The whales and the dolphins are from that stargate with Ehu. So that's so uh, they were assisting, and they had, they had asked, or actually, it's not a matter of asking. They're, if you are connected to vibration energy frequency, is a healer. You will you will connect to this uh, energy and these star beings in the light anyway. Um, I share that, and there are many who, as healers. Um, seeing many dolphins and, and whales and uh, now aligning to the stargates. It's another level of the calendar that uh, we're bringing out in another version, which are the stargates. Now, they, the star beings came in to support the light of days, so it's transmuting everything from the legend of days and the Akashic that's already served and no longer needs to serve. The lessons are known. It's bringing through now the connection uh, through each day, through each light of day, Monday being the dolphin day, being um, Unra Rehu. And, so, uh, so uh, go like ahead. there are five different gates for each of these animals. Um, you were saying whale, like there's a light of whale and a light of dolphin. Are those different gates or are they similar? Orca, that's a uh, large dolphin. According yeah, the, 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 or, the, the maquis is a, is a, you call it orca. They prefer to be named, uh, understood as maquis which means a whale that's a dolphin and a dolphin that's a whale, and the, the, the yin and the yang balance energy. So of nature, it is already represented through the, the star race, and yin and yang being an imprint of another culture. But the blue being of Maquis, being that supernature aligned to the nature of this planet, which is the, the Maquis. Just to reinforce this idea, you said, in a sense, uh, dolphins quote-unquote higher frequency than some versions of Lyra. The way I understand it is that the dolphins are very much connected to Sirius. And also, uh, Daryl Ankel, particularly Bashar, <clears throat> talks about this, the connection between the dolphins and the whales, of course, as being their own so-called cetacean nation. And I love how you described it as a yin and yang principle. Bashar puts it in a way that he says it can be said that the whales are actually the physicalized oversoul representations of the dolphins, which I find also a very interesting perspective. Yes, absolutely. I have a whale on my right leg and a dolphin on my left leg tattooed on me. And and um, as they came in, um, the Sirius, Sirius B or Sirius A? Sirius B, uh, high frequency, is Rehu. So even, even, the, uh, even though that the culture, my culture still speak of Sirius B, um, um, in the Lemurian, in the deeper part of the deeper, uh, uh, the letting go of flags, let us say, 
moving into a deeper language, you, you speaking um, Sirius as Rehu, and there are other stargates inside of Rehu that are in that alignment. So it's not five stargates. There's beings, um, uh, beings, coalitions. Yeah, they're omniverses. They're omniverses, uh, and these stargates are, uh, access the destiny omniverses. So they're coming from multiple uh, universes through, you know, one stargate. You'll get two or three star nations coming in through one area. But they are, uh, they're in total different frequencies, and so into the, the, the destiny omniverse, it opens up uh, uh, from what we, what we speak of as the mother universes. That's what you refer to as Mu. Word. Um, before I start getting into July and going forward with the months themselves, let's just kind of nail down these days. So the Light of the Dolphin, you're saying, is a certain kind of group from maybe Sirius B, this kind of contingent or coalition of uh, groups. It seems to always be on Mondays. Uh, Tuesdays was the Light of the Orca. Where are they coming from? What's their kind of vibe? Yeah, uh, the Orca's coming in through uh, Kahu, which is another Stargate, which to you would be Sirius A from the North Star, uh, the Northern Cross, let's say, from the constellation of the Northern Cross that you know of. We speak of as um, uh, uh, Kahu. Right on. So just keep them going down. There's only a couple here, so we don't have to go too crazy, folks. But light yeah, of the light crab. Of, yeah, the crab. The crab is an interesting. Um, it comes through the same stargate as you were speaking of as Cancer, but the but the crab we speak of as Paka, which means it's it's about the if you watch a crab. When it comes from the ocean, it'll it'll scan the territory with its with its uh, claw, and um, it remembers, you know, it remembers the last time it was eaten. So it always remembers, and, and it's passed down through the lineage of the crabs that, okay, we we are of the sacred breath, and so we will protect ourselves with our skeleton, our armor skeleton, our skeletal structure, um, and this and this body that it has. In the frequency of it is sacred guardianship. So, so the um, the crab, the pucker, or and it's typically seen as the king crab, or let's just say a royal family, right? Not just a king. And so that the crab is is transmuting the understanding and these words of cancer, these words that are in the the scope of horrors, that are um, you know they are known. Uh, they do not serve, and we know they do not serve. We know. We can cure these medicine, these uh, ailments, and so the light of the crab is transmuting that code at the same time. It's revealing the light shield of its armor, and that it brings that light shield into that light of day. Not saying you don't have guardianship in your light is not powerful on every day. I'm not saying that. What this is about is is to is a pathway to to share how this calendar can reveal and flip. Actually, actually, totally flipped by 180 degrees the intentions of the scope of horrors. Interesting, because I obviously am, I do astrology uh, not for a living, living, but like for money, um, and it's it's fascinating because part of this is like bringing an end to that paradigm in a way in my mind. Um, but I'm just trying to get like the system kind of worked out in my mind also. So, so next up on Thursdays would be the light of fish. Where's that coming from? What's that about? Okay, so there's um, the understanding with the fish is, is from the teachers that taught you how to fish, right? So uh, great teachers like uh, Yeshua, Isa, if you want to call him, Emmanuel, if you want to call him, 
we, I refer to this teacher as Ruato, which means the second movement. And he brought, and the story is, he, he, he had um, unlimited fish and bread in these baskets, yeah? Right. Well, the understanding is, is really that he was teaching the truth, teaching people how to fish, how to bake bread. He was teaching them the truth. So the story is uh, about unlimited, um, unlimited uh, fish and bread. Yes, because there can be. Yes, because this is uh, uh, the truth is that, that people do not need to starve on this planet. The truth is, is that we feed the starving. The truth is, is that we can, and we, once you, you can feed everybody by teaching them how to fish and how to make bread. That is the truth. Now, there are many truths, but uh, uh, this is a, a calendar that you... You know, I attempted to load up the first edition with as many transmutation codes as possible, but it would peel your eyeballs back. And so we brought it, I brought it into a more simpler form, and, and that's why I have webinars on this, to just help assist those who are coming to it. And so, and so the special fish, um, we refer, refer to the special fish um, on this one as the story of, uh, of Jesus and what he was teaching about the truth, teaching you how to fish teaching you about baking bread. Does this correspond to any specific Stargate or name? Uh, the Stargate the Stargate for this one is uh, where are we? I gotta look at the I gotta look at the Stargate that's behind me. Um, yes, that's that's in in Tupor. That's Stargate in Tupor. And to pour is, it refers to like Venus in the evening. Another, it's on another uh, uh, calendar of the Stargate. But that Stargate refers to Venus in the evening. And that, that special fish coming through from that Stargate, actually the Omniverse, which is to pour, which means the long, means the long night. Right on. There's only a couple more, and then we'll keep going through this calendar, and then we can kind of talk about what our after music break. Um, so next up would be Fridays or the Light of Whale. What is that Stargate? What does it mean? That's the Stargate also from Rehu, and um, it refers to <clears throat> uh, Friday came about, right, from, from when you were uh, the essence of a Friday, like you would finish work, End of end of your week work week and you would oh, go. Hana, Hana. They would say in Hawaii. Yeah, Fridays, right? So if you would go, you would go and you would get absolutely plastered, or not. You go to happy hour, right? And you'd be going there because well, you finally got out of work and hey, it's the end of the week. It's it's a relief. Now, as as the whale was coming through to assist the light on this side on this light of the day. It's understood that the humpback, humpback whale is the most celebrated being on the planet. Am I correct in saying that? It's well known. Uh, I wouldn't make a claim as most celebrated, but I know I've seen them breaching in Maui, and it was a sight to behold for sure. Well, mo there's, a, there's insurance companies that have the whale on their logo. Oh, oh, gotcha, that's gotcha, right. Gotcha. It's the most celebrated. They put a monetary cost to it, right? So it's, it's a big time. So it's, it's like, so, okay, Friday essence is a celebrated one rather than one of relief. And so the whale energy wanted to come through, sneak through on this one and bring its energy into the light of day. So you have this unra toho, and toho or tohoroa, which means whale. 
and the Lemurian toho is suffices in the energy. And so you have Unra toho, which speaks to the celebrated one of the celebrated uh, energy vibration frequencies of this, of this being, of the whale, the humpback whale in particular, and, and its uh, essence coming through in the light. So next up would be Saturdays, which says sacred light. Explain if you will. Well, that's, uh, that comes through all stargates. <laughs> the Unrasa. Unrasa means to sit and gather and to sit in the sacred gathering. It is known as the Sabbath in other cultures. So the understanding that came through is why is there only a Sabbath that, and, they, and they have a Sabbath. When they say Sabbath or Sabbath, the first two letters of that word in Lemurian is Sa. And in the Samoan language, which is Lemurian, but in Samoan, sa sa means to sit and play hand games. The understanding is the, that that is a sacred ceremony, sa sa or sa. It, it, it's it's a it's a frequency that's coming through all the gates to sit in the sacredness, because as it was given to the Sabbath, it shall be given to all of the sacred gatherings, not only Sabbath. And so we return the blueprint from one culture, one imprint of a culture to, to, to give it back to everybody. And so Sa is, is the returning of it in the Lemurian language, returning that uh, frequency to everybody to, to offer the moment to sit in the gathering, sacred gathering, Unrasa. And an extension of this is Unrasa Sata Allah, which means to sit in the breath of God. That's kind of the point of the Sabbath, like you're saying in Christianity and Judaism or in other cultures where it's like um, a day of rest. Uh, you know, the creation took six days and there's a day of rest. So that's interesting. And last but not least, on Sundays, it's the zero light. What would that be? So, uh, um, uh, unrata refers to, refers to a zero point. Sunday is a day of sun. And if you remember the day of sun or Sunday, if you remember, it came through from worship, from from and worship came from um, the cannibalism. It came from uh, the ceremonies of taking the heart. It came from uh, the sun god understandings of these ceremonies of the once was very painful. Yeah, and and so um, as we know, transmuting it. Ra, you know, Ra wanted to be a god. There were many Ra. I got a nephew named Ra. I got like five nephews named Ra. Um, but they are not, it is not about being a god. For, for our understanding of Ra, Unra, Unrata, is that it is, it is the, um, it means now. Ra in Lemurian means the now of all nows. It's like the, the present, present moment, essentially all light in the presence of now and as that is so all light is in the presence of now then it is already in the light of days so so monday already has it the unararehu and so on and so forth they already have the light in in the day so sunday sunday um, can be can be felt but not seen and it doesn't need to be seen it can be felt because it's already the light of day and so we speak to this uh, this this uh, seven, or if you want, if you start if start uh, if it starts on a one, or if it ends, it ends on a seven, you you're you actually have a, a 
you have a day that is, is, is not seen but felt, and then you have six light of days that are seen and felt. And so that's that one day, that unrata, um, can be counted for, but can also be transmuted to zero point. So you have a whole column of Sundays, or the day unrata, that is felt but not seen, and is accounted for, but is no needed to be calculated into the calculations of numerical ma mathematics concerning the, the calendar. So the light of days being uh, seven being seen, six are, account six are counted, one is zero, one of them is zero, and that being the unarata. And that understanding brings us to, and it's, it's something that's going to happen. I didn't do it on this calendar because it would be too confusing at this point. It's going to take a, another version. But I'm going to bring this calendar into its 28 days and show you how it gets to 28 days and uh, how the 28 days is, is, is there. Then show you how it gets down to being counted as 24 and not 28 because four of those days are zero point. They're not calculated. They are seen. They are felt, but not seen. And this is this will bring you into the thirteenth harmonic frequency, twelve around one. But I, it's going to take a minute for people to get through, because we're you know transmuting and 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 removing and dissolving the distortions out of the Mayan calendar, which is a Lemurian calendar, by the way, and the Asian count, which is also a Lemurian calendar, because they they're all on the ring, and um bringing them back into the light calendar. Of course, removing the distortions from the Romans uh, calendar and the Gregorians uh, modern calendar, returning it all to blueprint. So this takes a minute to get it back to, back to actually 24 days. Uh, 28 days, but 24 uh, counted. 28 seen, but 24 counted. I totally see the logic what you're saying. And it's a very much like, like you're saying, the day of rest in the Bible kind of thing, which is like there's a day where it's a chill pill day, and it's not quite the same. It has a different kind of resonance. Um, and, uh, yeah, you're saying it might take a second, and a new iteration of the calendar, uh, as Bill Murray would say, baby steps. So going to July, where we actually are now, it's called the Kakamotu, which is the special bird birth sign. Um, this is basically, it looks like a parrot to me. Um, kind, kind of explain what's going on here. Yeah, the Kakamotu is located on um, southwest Africa. Right, that's a bird that comes from that area. It comes from many areas, but referring to the Kaka is speaking the Dogon and the Ibu language. Now the Dogon and the Ibu are part of the five root races, as you may know. The Star Nation, right? Kaka means brother. It doesn't mean take a poop. It means brother in the in the in the Israelites language. Right, if I can say that. You know, that's what we're talking about. And so the Kaka Motu <clears throat> Africa itself is is not to us, it's not one continent. Africa to us is three beings, three continental beings, Kaka being one of them. And so uh, it's interesting how Kakamotu is here now in the Inaul, Inaul, Kakamotu Inaul, that many are now speaking. The bird tribes are speaking, the winged ones are speaking, and this is the moment Kakamotu um, uh, has, been, has been speaking. Many are seeing the bird tribes. Many are getting downloads, and so um, this is the effect of Kaka Mutu. So I'll quickly kind of read what this says, um, and I'm not going, uh, Lemurian B-Earth, sign Motu, Kaka Motu, special talking bird. 
uh, and these birds of paradise are very beautiful. Um, Kaka is a special talking bird of parrot lineage. He is super intelligent and has the skill to replicate your vibration and frequency. This is part of um, a trinity that involves a butterfly and a sea turtle. And the stargate, uh, it says the star is the guardian of the southern cross and will point the way. However, it will also send energies to warn of attack, of, or, of uh, warn or attack if breached. So I guess it's kind of a warning bird. Yes, they speak uh, many dimensions and for many, many intentions. It's also an understanding that this bird is speaking your mirror. So it's it's a, it's not so much that it's a reflection; it's your reflection talking back to you. Interesting. So almost like a Peter Pan shadow could speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got some good ones. He got some good ones sometimes, man. He cracked me up. Uh, I try, I try. So we'll keep going, um, just for the sake of brevity. Uh, and thank you for explaining the um, light of dolphin and the zero and sacred light days, um, because that's applicable to all the months. So. August would be um, Fatura Motu, which is the falcon condor. I have a feeling I know where this is from, but I want you to explain. Okay, so the location of the Fatura Motu is uh, is east of the Nile River all the way over to the Middle East up to Turkey, then all the way over to the borders of, I think it's Kazakhstan, or I forget how to say these, and China to the border, then certainly over to the, to the sea, um, uh, to Jordan and Israel. And, uh, you know, we were there, uh, we were there in 1111 doing the ceremonies on the Temple Mount at Jerusalem. And the energies and the frequencies of the Fatura came through very powerfully for, for certain individuals in our group. And they were wondering what it was. It's just, um, and so I had shared what, what was going on. I was leading that ceremony. And so the Fatura is, is about, uh, um, a condor that has the, the falcon, also the falcon that has the condor energy. Meaning, um, in Peru, there's a temple called the Temple of the, Con the Wind and the Temple of the Condor, right? I don't know if you know that. Um, it's representative that the falcon is the wind under the wings of the condor. The Fatura is the wind under the wings of the condor. I'm on my way to Peru very soon to have ceremonies with the elders there. And um, I'm bringing this code to them to share with them. Well, hopefully so, they grok it. Grok. Sorry? I hope, hopefully they're down with it and grok it, uh, understand, uh, understand it. They've accepted my, my, my entrance into their sacred meetings, their sacred Kupa Nui. Well, that's how that's that's that one, sure. 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 Pass Fidelio, let me in. Um, so what this says, and I was thinking it came from South America because I had been in Ecuador and on a farm, a permaculture farm that was called Igor Condor, Condor Farm, um, or something like that. Uh, and there's a prophecy about the eagle and the eagle and the condor, um, eagle being North America and the condor being South America. And when they kind of do this thing, um, there's kind of cultural exchange and maybe less oppression and brotherhood of love and kind of stuff. So interesting that that kind of, um, ties into that you're going to Peru, but also we had discussed last time you were on here um, about the importance of the falcon in those cultures um, and just flags and uh, the perspective of more Middle East uh, cultures, desert cultures with the falcon. So this says, Fatura is a powerful bird of prey and has great purification skills. The essence of this bird is to remove distortions. And then it's part of a trinity 
Um, I'm not really sure what that. I mean, I know it's like a um, it's like a zebra giraffe. I know what the uh, I've seen it before, but I forget what the thing is called. I know it's probably in Africa. There's a gecko, and then this fatura. So it's part of that trinity. And this says it's part of the Wedo. It means to challenge the Lemurian Stargate to challenge the Stargate of Truth from inquiry, examination, and exploration. So the shared. Uh, I do appreciate that there's like a little trinity down here. So it seems like these animals together kind of have a a magic that you know their individual parts together with the other ones make some kind of higher magic. Yeah, I mean these also still affect also the light of days. And everything is aligned and in sync, even though it's all moving multiple dimensions rapidly, the speed of memory is faster than the speed of light, faster than the tachyon. And so it, they, they are, everything is in that light, and they're in, they're in there as well. So you got the, you say, you got the orcopy, which is a forest giraffe. It's a, it's a giraffe with no neck. That's one of the other of the three that are of Africa. And the tuatara, which is a, a, a lizard, it's a gecko, and and its its powerful essence being is its smile. And I, I would challenge you. I would off. I would invite you, not challenge you. I would invite you to take a to to search an image of the smile of a gecko, and I would invite you to blow it up by like twenty by thirty, and you will feel that. It's oh yeah, like, yeah. I've seen a GIF. I use it sometimes. If you type in like wink, there's a gecko winking, and it's got a little smile. Um, oh, um, it's kind oh, yeah. of subtle. It's, it's a little white gecko, but it's very cute. So from these three form a powerful, majestic team. Their shared essence can see far distances, stands tall with a smile, and it makes you smile, kind of like you're saying, this gecko smile. Um, it's kind of like sometimes when you see a dog or maybe a dolphin and you think, or you know, you see an animal and you think it smiles, these geckos really do have kind of a smile on their face. It's kind of um, ironic isn't quite the right word but uh hopeful and pure and something like that like i'm a vegan so i don't like killing animals but it's nice to see a smile on an animal yeah i mean um my rock wheeler used to like eating ice cream and it would always smile after it had some ice cream of course and that's a good owner i don't know how much ice you don't want to give him a tub probably but like that works so next up would be uh september which is namu motu the dove birth sign this is namu uh am i pronouncing that right Oh, yeah, 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 Namu. Okay, just checking, because I know I was kind of butchering some of these. Namu uh, peacefully guides the spirit through the door of fire and cleanses the distortions before returning to the light, uh, the kingdom of light. This is in a trinity with the hare, a seagull, um, or more probably a uh, albatross, and um, the dove itself. And it says, a powerful combination of peace, endurance, and the wings to carry you through life. And they are part of the wahi the door of firewater. And it says before entering, uh, rather before returning to the kingdom of light, the door of fire clears your distortions. Is there anything you want to tell us about the dove? Uh, it's a, it's assisting you through your burn off, yeah, and even throughout life. Uh, and so, in your light of days, it's in the light of days. But as you're getting closer to the time when you're going to return, which means to leave here. Um, the dove is always is uh, is always present with you to to bring you to the peace as you're returning back into formless. Any distortions you have gathered on the planet cannot enter into the kingdoms, so they're being burnt off on your way out. Now it's not a physical, like you would understand, like burning up. Um, it is uh, at the, it's at the fractal level, and at the fractal everything at the fractal level can be 
um, with ease and grace as we allow it, if we, as we allow it. Um, and so this calendar is sharing uh, as best I can in the, in the, in the amount of space we have, but sharing this understanding that, uh, that, that that understanding can be with you throughout your life until uh, to the point of when you are going to uh, return into formless. Now the other beings that are aligned with it uh, certainly um, add their essence to to assist you, as the calendar is here to assist you. It is not. It's not a, um, a dictator. You can always do what what you resonate with. Just as you speak with your 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 tablet readings, you always say whatever resonates with you, take it with you. Whatever doesn't, doesn't. So so what we have here is. We are uh, working with the supernature of the divine rotation of this planet, working with Lemuria. Um, and in a way, you are too. Uh, and of course, everybody is. Um, and so this calendar to be a tool that you just, that will, will bring into your dream time, bring into your journey. And the more you work with and speak these codes, and this is a Lemurian language, it's not a language, it's, it's, it's a vibration, energy, frequency, and a magnetic. It has that within the speaking of it. So it's all automatically coding um, to, to the highest frequencies which are aligned with this planet. You are here on the ground. And uh, you can also be your highest self here on the ground. And our DNA is a 24-strand DNA axis within the double density of a 2 to 1 ratio of this planet's uh, rotation, which gives us, um, gives us a light year within with, uh, a, a 2 it gives us two rotations in one year, which means it, it's a, it, we refer to it as a light year. And so from the calendar uh, in these light of days, um, we are working with the, the factor of 24 by 24. This means that uh, 24 months in one rotation uh, is giving us 576 days in one rotation, and as opposed to 365. 365 does not cater for um, the balance of the divine union up to a point, but it's not complete. And 576 gives us full completion into the divine unity, divine union of masculine and feminine, feminine, bringing that frequency into the 13th harmonic and, and in emanating that, and emanating that 13th harmonic within you as you emanate it out. The more that you come to this calendar and certainly the more you dig into it, and there's, I got information. I mean, the science, there's pieces of science everywhere that kind of, kind of touch on it. But this is coming also from the perspective of a healer. Um, healers like myself and others that I have tutored for over three decades. And so there's been over 30 years of, of connecting here um, uh, through the lineage of my lineage of being Māori. I am of the navigator lineage of, from New Zealand. And... Um, it would it would be once spoke. This calendar was once spoken of, and still is, as the Maori calendar. Except, um, I have decided to bring it further, deeper, and remove the flag. And I understand that what Maori simply means is children of heaven. And if I am Maori, then you are Maori. That's simply a language. But as we go to a deeper returning beyond those cultural imprints, and we return to the divine rotation, we are coming back to Lemuria. And we are returning to a calendar of first light, which is Lemurian. I'm way okay with that sentiment. We were, in the last podcast, we were just talking about how we're coming back to a unity, kind of a you know, unity to diversity to reconstituted unity. 
and it seems like that is echoed in your sentiments as well. I'll go through the next two really quick, and then I don't know if we want to do all 12 or take a quick music break. We can kind of decide then, but I'll just keep going really quick. So Kirihi, um, if I'm saying that right, Kirihi, is uh, Motu is the Golden Fleece Lamb. This would be October. Um, this is spoken of as the Golden Fleece. The wool has been pulled from your eyes, and the fleece has been returned to the lamb, like you were saying earlier. Uh, the trinity with this is a hummingbird, the wombat, and the Golden Fleece again. So there's this recurring kind of... Um, pattern in the calendar, obviously. And these uh, offer clarity, access to gates and portals with the wisdom and knowledge from the womb to support the highest intentions. And this is, uh, again, going to Tu'ahi, the morning star, or I guess that's the gate here, the Lemurian star gate, to awaken into divine union with self or a partner as you cross from the night into the day. Is there anything you'd like to say about the lamb? Well, um, is some of these trinities, as you uh, as you further discover deeper, it's possibility that they are also your twin flame. Could you expand on that? So I, so for for the one who was aligned to me, um, her her um, um, motto is the golden fleece, and my my birth sign is the is the um, tivani motu is the hummingbird, and so there's relationship either. It's either, funny that you say that. Say because my twin flame, my fiance, is a lamb, I believe, and I'm a wombat. So it is funny that you've mentioned that. Well, see, this is the uh, only you would know. Um, I don't, you know, go and sit around and, you know, uh, you know, watch you guys. <laughs> but this Actually, is what I'm She's a dove. Uh oh, I don't want to break her heart now. But uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, because I was like, wait, she's in September. She's a Virgo. Um, but so this would be October. I'm kind of conflating these. But that is fascinating that even within the system, um, it accounts for levels of soul unity, um, like what we're alluding to, twin flames. Yes, absolutely. That's my point. Twin flames, soulmates, fam- certainly soul family. Um, you would know. Um, and I speak to this in this way so that okay, maybe you do know. I share that, and so um, that's the wonderful part about this calendar. It takes you. Uh, into the Hunascope, let me say. That's why we call it the Hunascope. It's, 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 of course, it's the Unascope. Uh, but I get to name it the Hunascope. <laughs> and so we lovingly call it the Hunascope for that reason, is that it is a, a multidimensional um, gyroscopic ca- uh, compass, which, which uh, navigates the, the Taurus field and the stargates for those who are on Earth. And um, at their highest frequencies, as you know, the, clearly um, we are rising in our vibration these days. If this is the new earth, then or, uh, we are offering a, a new birth sign to go with it. And that birth sign trans, transmutes, the deeper you get to, to it, transmutes and transforms um, the languaging of the once was and, the, and what doesn't serve. Uh, to speak into the vibration energy frequency directly in uh, in this, uh, though even through, even though through this language we are nameless, is a discovery of our light essence in action. We are nameless, but the action of the light is known and can be spoken to, which is what the huna is. For instance, <clears throat> my huna is uh, uh, huna mautaki. Or Hunamauta Kumara Taki, Nimanara in its full extent. Huna Taki in its shorter version, which is Flash. Huna Flash. Now, that's not a name. That is an action of my light. 
an action of my light essence. And we can speak to it, not as a name, but as the essence and, and the light in action. That is who the Huna are in our community, as you have been witnessing what I've been doing for the past many years in the seal so, ceremonies. So, so in that sense, I mean, not that it's exactly correlative, but um, like in um, North American, Native American tribes, they would have like, you know, runs like bull or something like that, and they would have kind of descriptors of their name describing kind of what their character was, and you're saying in a in a, um, a, uh, a light sense, that's what your name means for? It's like the nature of the, of the light is a flash? Then that is my nature of my, my light, is a, is a, a flash, and, that, and it's a ongoing. It's like light never sleeps. And if you've tracked what I do, as my Huna do track what I do, then you will see me moving through a lot of situations, a lot of ceremonies, a lot of land masses, a lot of, a, a lot of tectonic plates, a lot of continents, and a lot of sacred sites simultaneously. You get around. I get around. But that's what flash means. Is that they, that's why they, they actually nicknamed me that Pataki means the movement of, uh, the movement of the first stone, movement of the energy of the first stone, which is my crystal light. Now, um, uh, yeah, and so it, uh, everybody who takes the seal of the living light ceremony is a connecting to an essence of their light in action, and that is shared and known through the ceremony. And now there are many that are that are sealed. And the, the seal is not the Catholic Church or the Christian Church seal. It's a it's an alignment of your light essence and sealed in, so it cannot be interfered with. My left ear just started ringing a lot, so I'm sure there's more to that than I would realize. Um, so just in wrapping up with the lamb, was there anything specific about that that you wanted to say other than uh, your twin flame is one? Um, you know, these locations, uh, the lamb's location is, uh, is, is east of the Donau River. That would be the Danube if you don't know what Donau means. The Dan the the Donau River is 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 east of the uh, of Vienna, goes over to Ukraine, goes up to um, Czech Republic, goes down to Bosnia and around there. That whole area is known as the lamb. And if you've ever been there, you'll notice that's what they eat mostly is lamb. And that's a representation that that being spoke to us from that that location, that source. Uh, think of these beings as continental-sized beings, the skin of mother, the skin of the earth. Each, each representation, uh, each represents a different set of healing on these locations. They, they are in, in uh, stewardship of the land, water, sky in those areas and uh, see them as beings in the higher, higher vibration, the higher, higher dimensions. But in their form on the ground, they are land, water, sky. And the land being uh, in, in that area, as you know, Czech Republic, Poland, Vasava, Ukraine, Bosnia, Sarajevo, they were, they were all put under false flags. They were all sacrificed. And it continues. It's getting better, but it, it does kind of continue today. Where the wars that they, that they suffered, where they, the, the wars were all created by false flags and they were sacrificed. It's an interesting history we have had recently, and hopefully, like you're saying, this calendar is a declaration at some level of a new paradigm that we can choose to be a part of. And once we make that choice, it's so kind of thing. Um, well, I'll I'll do one more, and then we can kind of decide how we want to proceed. Uh, Kahu Kahuku Motu is the butterfly birth sign. This would be November. Uh, born from the cocoon, the process of transformation is the essence of the butterfly. 
Now that you are a butterfly, what do you do? It asks. Um, this uh, is in the trinity of with the parrot uh, and the uh, tur sea turtle, also known as Honu in Hawaiian, and um, or maybe Polynesian in general. I see the word Honu. And it says um, they're part of a transformation, cosmic vision, and special light language to speak prophecy, enact change, and communicate with universal right relationships, uh, right relations. And this is coming from the Rehu or Dolphin Water Stargate. So sonar telepath, uh, sonar telepathics, long-range communication, rainbow codes, and super intelligent support are accessible through this Stargate. So what could you tell us about um, where that's coming from and anything about the Kahuku Motu? Uh, um, yeah, um, Rehu, my uh, business partner in one of the Huna, he is from that Stargate. Um, his name is Huna Manima, and he is highly intelligent and, and just super incredible uh, intelligence. That um, he's the one that he's the one that he helped uh, redesign my website. He's the one that helped design uh, this um, calendar with, along with another artist. But um, his uh, guidance on has been incredible, and he was sealed. And the day that he was sealed. Um, a rainbow light came from the crystal, hit him straight in the third eye, and um, during that seal ceremony in Belgium, and, um, and there's a photo of it, and so he he personifies that te technology on the ground here within himself. He used to work for Procter and Gamble for 30 years as the head of the management of the CEO, so he was head of many departments in the tech world. So that I understand uh, through him uh, the the, the Technology and the intelligence of the dolphins, uh, especially this this guy, and in, in, he's a dolphin in two feet. Uh, and then also, um, how does that come to the butterfly? And then how the, uh, the butterfly Kahukumutu, it come, that intelligence and that light comes into that birth sign. It's it, everything is synchronized and aligned to the to each of the birth signs. And so this um, this understanding is aligned to the but the Kahukumutu, the butterfly, as. Um, as one takes the transformation, this is a highly supernatural, highly super intelligent transformation, as you can imagine. So what do you do once you're a butterfly? Well, uh, what do butterflies do? They take sweet things from one place and they put it over in another place. So what, what is that sweet thing? And I always share to everybody, that's life. Take life and give life. Yeah, take life from over here and give life to someone who needs it. This is what butterflies do. Uh, there's oh, a much more extent, yeah. There's an ex more extensive extension to the expansion and capacity to that as you, as you open into this. It's more than just pollination, and then you have it's, it's a accompaniment with the other the other two beings in its trinity that offer and that uh, other information and the other energies and so on and so forth codes into that trinity and into that union. So what? Um, I mean, I don't know if I missed it. Where? What locale or geography are this relating to? This is uh, Western Europe. It's uh, west of the Donau River, over to all of the UK, down to Spain and France, up to part of North Netherlands, part of Germany, and uh, part of Italy. And at the centre of it is the ancient trail, which is the Black Forest. Uh, and so um, that whole region, uh, Western Europe, is Kahukumotu. Butterfly. Actually, I, I did a ceremony. I did a ceremony in Spain. They invited me to to help them bring water back to 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 um, Malaga in Madrid and that area, La Heredura. 
basically La Hidadura. And uh, I went there and I, I uh, was training uh, Spanish shaman. I don't speak a word of Spanish, right? And yet I was training them how to do the ceremony. We did a water ceremony that cracked open um, what we needed to open up in the Emerald Mountains, which is the Sierra Nevada over there. The next day, we went into uh, Dila, which is a little town inside of the Emerald Mountains. And then I said to them, I'm going to do an earth-moving protocol, an earth-moving ceremony. And I, I was doing this ceremony with a powerful ancient olive tree, an ancient tree. As I did the protocol, it took, um, it was about one in the afternoon. Um, that evening, uh, about 11 o'clock at night, um, Spain hit an earthquake and Ireland hit an earthquake at the same time, within an hour of each other. It was all over the news. And so, um, you know, I called, I called for an earthquake. I mean, I've done this several times. Trust me, I did it to Hawaii too. Um, and it was calling for cleansing. They were calling for water. And so what happened, this earthquake came, then there was a fire, and then there was flooding over a span of about a month. I got a call from my Hoonas in Ireland because I have students there. They said, Huna, there's an earthquake here. And I said, yeah, we just did an earth-moving protocol. Well, they knew I was doing the earth-moving ceremony. Most Hoonas know what I'm doing. I let them know. We're doing this, and I tune in, right? So... um and so we did that and they called it. And, and what that was, if I can just share, um, it, is, it, was a, it was an action to release the chains and the bondages of the wings of the butterfly. If it hadn't been tied down, in other words, the vortexes, the vortex of the butterfly's energy was being trapped and utilized for nefarious reasons. Taking the dragon energies of the butterfly and utilizing it for draconian agendas, the, the Gregorian agendas. I know this is the level of how the draconians and the archons were working. They were trapping the medicine of these beings. And so I was releasing that. And I, and I can say this to you and whoever's listening, absolutely correctly is what word for word. Um, this is what we do with our intention, with our fire. And so I assisted in that. And then uh, so much water came, it's not funny. Nicely done. It is ironic because I think Western Europe, I mean, obviously has seen quite a bit of, um, like you're saying, pinned down butterfly wing action in the sense of just lots of kings and I mean, everybody on Earth has had a lot of history, obviously, but it seems the past maybe you know, a thousand years or so, two thousand years of Western Europe has had a specifically kind of um, important but also um, more subjugated kind of history where it's, it's been kind of uh, about domination and subjugation, hierarchy, feudalism, all that. Yeah, of course. I mean, as you know, they've, they've uh, they trapped all kinds of medicine of the supernature and used it for their own reasons. The deer medicine being a very popular one. If you look at all the crests, you'll see the deer, you'll see the horse, you'll see the dragon. All of those creatures of the supernature of Lemuria trapped to utilize for their own 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 uh, gains, let's say. Another thing I found synchronistic a little is November is Scorpio season, and this was all about transformation, and Scorpios are necessarily about transformation, so the resonances do run deep. So we're halfway through the calendar. I don't know if you guys felt like plowing through and then talking about other stuff or taking a quick uh, commercial, uh, wasn't a commercial, like music break. Um, what would you guys prefer? Well, uh, yes, yes. Well, I was just thinking, um, 
we take a break and come back and uh, I wouldn't mind speaking to some other parts, uh, not necessarily the calendar, but the calendar is an uh, influence to it. Well, I do want to wrap up the calendar so we just have the whole thing down pat so I don't have to keep bringing you back. So maybe we'll rip through that and then take a music break. And then when we do that, we can come back and talk about whatever you want. Maybe that's fair. Maybe that's fair. Okay. Okay, cool. And we are back for Team Rabbit Hole 125. And whatever Huna Flash would like to mention in detail, in summation, or in reference to the second half of the Lemurian calendar. I just wanted to, that was very confusing musically. It felt like kind of going from one Gregorian calendar to a Lemurian calendar. There's a transition process, right? <laughs> very good, yeah. So I'll be so really I'll, quick in just ripping through these animals because we don't have to take as much time. And then um, we can talk about, like I said, anything you want. I just want to make sure I do the whole calendar so I don't have people being like, you did half the calendar, what the fuck? So uh, the Okapi Motu is the forest giraffe, like we had said. It's the light of father in this being uh the light of the of father in this being is with you the ancient lineage from this guardian of the apex is your guide this is with the gecko and the falcon condor again um and they're about it's a serious joy and the light of the smile in combination with precision and speed make up the essence of this trinity and it's coming from the north star tokay which is the essence of the north star is sacred guardianship it prevents distortion of vibration frequency energy and magnetics Enter the crystal center of the earth. Uh, this, like I think you were saying, this from Africa. Yes, this is um, the uh, south central South Africa. If you look at um, Lake Victoria, it's kind of like one of the eyes, and and if you look at um, um, Djibouti area, I think it's Djibouti, you look like it's like a tip of its ear. And it, you, you can kind of, down the lower South Africa, you can see its jaw. You can kind of see its jawline. Uh, it's pretty incredible. It's a pretty big area. Um, but also, the being itself is, if you take a really good look in, on a big screen, it's a very strong face feature of uh, a father, father's light in it. It came through as we're speaking of the North Star, and we're speaking of the North. We're, we're always speaking of, um, the father from the north, or in this an instance, uh, speaking to the North Star, Toke, and um, that is the month of December. So Which I think puts... it's synchronistic with Sagittarius. I mean, it's the animal that looks, it's got kind of girthier legs, kind of like the um, <laughs> the centaur archer of Sagittarius. Um, and yeah, right. So um, it's, and its alignment to, the, to, to December puts December into the North Star. So um, it's an incredible alignment there because, okay, you have Christmas, right? You December and all of that. Um, it's like um, it's it's putting it into a, a different whole other number, right? It's a it's a seven. And so it's going into the seven, and it's a whole other frequency for for that period of what is known as the yeah, Christ Mass. Christ is actually a position that's been boosted by the Catholic Church doesn't really actually refer to the Christ of Jesus. It's actually a, it's actually a, uh, a kind of um, an order, a Christic order that was pushed by the Catholic Church. But if we, if we go to the Okapi and we look at uh, study December, the North Star, we, we are talking about um, X Mass, 
you know what I mean? X-Mass. We've always said X-Mass, like Christmas, but we've, we've many times for many years, we've um, written it as an X plus mass. So it's uh, X times mass. It's times mass. And the increase of the mass, an increase of the density, um, and the North Star being at that point where we would get to the six-month period where, where mass is increasing and uh, ever-increasing as we talk about this double density. So that, that's, that's an interesting part for me because we, we all share and we've all spoken that Jesus was born in September, born in the, in the place of the dove, born in the birth sign of the dove. And for us, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you have a dove in the Gregorian, but in the Lemurian, we have a dove in the spring. And in the spring, um, uh, September is the dove. That's where we, and we've always spoken of Yeshua himself being born in that month in September. And so December is being returned back to X mass. It's kind of uh, in a whole other uh, frequency and understanding now with the, with the North Star. It also houses the, uh, the lion and the rhinoceros in its, in, in its uh, medicine, in its star being star nations. And so this is, just takes us into to January, to January. This opens up into the Lion's Gate, and the Lion Gate is actually opening into January, which is the Hea, the, the hair. You're right. Yeah, we're up to the next one now. Hea, the hair, hair birth sign. It says, the essence of this being is speed and stamina, which is a gift to the human form. Um, this is in the Trinity of the Dove, the Albatross, and the Hare. The essence of speed, endurance, powerful love, and peace is packed into this A-team Trinity. And they're coming, like you said, from the Lion's Gate, Stargate, um, that has to do with the Northern Cross and the councils of the Omniverse constellations. And I do have to remind myself that you're coming from a different hemisphere. So, um, January to you would be, and December is like the summer solstice for you, whereas uh, in the North for Raphael and myself would be the winter. So it's definitely got a little more um, mass and heaviness to it in a different kind of way. Yes, I mean, um, of course, you speak of the solstice as not really a language that we use. When, when we're in June, we're talking about a new year. And when we get to December, um, we're talking about a ceremony to release the souls stuck in ice. And so um, even though December is a summer month in the Northern Hemisphere, the alignment is still from first light. And so you can still say if you're in summer, that's fine. But the ceremonies are still in alignment with... Uh, with the divine rotation. So a lot of ceremonies, uh, of course, there's multiple dimensions, but as we are working um, with this calendar, we're bringing those multiple dimensions into it. Uh, there is much more to speak on this. It's just kind of um, going to get really in depth. But but simply, quite simply, that uh, He'a is a, is a being that I would say not necessarily carries the burden but as one that can carry, can shoulder uh, on on, um, on its hips, much like the Vikings, much like the Nords, and and that is actually the location of of the uh, which is represented by the peoples of that area, where the Vikings and the Nords are very strong, powerful people. They have very powerful lower lower um, lower extre lower body lower extremities. You know their their lower torso. Um, and which is uh, seen in history, and um, and so the here are representation of the Scandinavian, the Swedish, and the Nords, and the Viking nations uh, in that location. So, is there anything else you want to say about the Hea before we move on? 
uh, well, uh, uh, combining it with the Lion's Gate, but it opens from January 1 to January 8, which is, it's combining the Lion Queen and the Lion King. It speaks to the both. It, it speaks to both. I don't know if you've had a chance to see The Lion King 2. Normally, I don't push sequels done by Disney because they're pretty shit. Um, Lion King is a great movie, and it was fine. Lion King 2 is actually really good, and it's about kind of shadow integration and uh, perceptions and stuff, so it kind of gets into what you're saying a little, ironically. I don't know why I'm saying this. Don't ask. But uh, uh, check it out sometime if you'd enjoy it. So I, will, I, will, I will. Yeah, it's not, it's not, I mean, it's not as good. You could tell it's like a B-team animator, kind of the soundtrack sucks more. It's not Elton John and all this kind of stuff, but it's like, it's still solid. Like, in terms of concept, I think they were actually doing more woke things with that one than the first. In any event, um, next up, it would be February, which is Tirani Motu, uh, which is the hummingbird. This says, the essence is the ability to call the gates to access the sacred place, the knowledge and the wisdom to guide others and offer healing. This is part of the trinity with the lamb and the wombat, like you were saying earlier. Calling of the gates, access to the womb codes, and the clarity of the golden fleece is the essence of this trinity. And then once again, this is the evening, or not once again, this is the evening star, Tupo, uh, the evening star. For the long night of the journey, you awaken with messages from the new earth. Where's the hummingbird coming from, and what can you tell us about it? It's South America, it's the continent of the hummingbird. This is my birth sign. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting, as I was sharing the last time. Jupiter and Saturn are in the house of the hummingbird, the breath of Aquarius being the breath of the hummingbird, or the air, and, and air is water. So this is a song of the hummingbird that we're in right uh, that, that, uh, in this age, uh, this age of Lemuria, um, and, and sharing that uh, the song of the hummingbird is, 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 uh, is the sound, is the tune, is the music, is the, uh, uh, the notes, that are being played and the song lines of Lemuria through the hummingbird. And the hummingbird is the calling of the gates of being a being that can call multiple dimensional omniverse gates into uh, to bring through what is required for the highest intention. There's also something that is very apparent, I'm very connected to what I do. I call the gates constantly as I, as I was shared earlier. So it's in the, uh, also when I discovered this, was um, was an interesting marriage at the time I was uh, in California, up in Nevada City area. I was going over to the Yuba River to offer a ceremony. I had to first send a call out, so I, I made a call from the Valley of Fire in the Moapa Valley in Las Vegas in Nevada. From the Valley of Fire on January 1st, at uh, 11 a.m., I was on the R Rainbow Vista <clears throat> mountain inside the Valley of Fire, January of New Year's forgot what year it was, I sent a message to the hummingbird directly that I will be, I'm asking for permission to enter the forest. Um, it took uh, two and a half months to get a reply. The reply came through somebody else who said the hummingbird came and sat on their porch. They just text me this out of nowhere. Then I got the, that, that, got the, that was the message for me to go to the Yuba River, as that's where I was planning on going. And I, as I got to the uh, to that area, I was in a cabin <clears throat> in Grass Valley. And uh, the morning I came out to do my log and ceremony, as I usually do early in the morning, uh, it was it was March, which was still winter, still cold. Um, and a hummingbird came right out in front of me and started um, just just getting my attention. 
And then it, I started singing to the ceremonies that I was doing, and it was sitting on a branch, bobbing its head up and down. Stayed with me for about three minutes. I have a video of this, and as I understood that um, that it was a it was uh, acknowledging what I was asking for in the song, and so I got permission to enter the forest to do the ceremony for the Yuba River. That year, California was in a drought, and I was going to help bring water over to California. And so um, I got access to do the ceremonies at the Yuba River. Then I also had to access to uh, get permission from the tree, the grandfather tree and the grandmother tree. That was a little bit of a bit of a, uh, a challenge, but it ha it worked. I, I was able to to um, you know make the request, and I was making a request. I wasn't asking. I'd been given permission, so I was making the request. Right? I wasn't going to take no for an answer. Right? What was the what challenge was the with that? Well, the, 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 like some of the elders, and you don't, you would never sat with elders in a, in a ceremony in a meeting. They won't acknowledge you right away. It take about two or three prompts or pushing before they'll they'll even recognize you're there. <laughs> this is because it's protocol. It's called kawa. This is a this is a Polynesian and a Lemurian and actually Native American. They don't they don't actually they're reserved. It's very reserved. So it took a minute for the for, for the tree. And it took me a powerful haka. Three times I had to haka so this tree would recognize me. And when its energy shifted, I saw the tree turn. Like it was incredibly powerful. The higher dimension of that tree twisted and, and, and then it recognized and took in my request. To sure open you up the dancing skills to do that. But... Oh, I've been doing the haka since I'm three. So, and I'm 56 now. So, yeah, a lot of experience with it. And so um, that uh, uh, the request was to to place the seal on uh, the seal of the living light child across all of all of the Turtle Island, Honomotu. That took place through all the lands and all the forests and all the mountains and all the trees. Then the recognition and the confirmation of it was I was releasing water down the Sacramento, down the Yuba, through the sac and, and, and to fill up the reservoir. To later that year, uh, during I think it was April May. May, June, uh, no, October, September, August, September, uh, California was getting record floods of water. That's fascinating. So that actually leads into the next uh, sign, which is March. Uh, and I know this word because I've lived in Hawaii and I've seen Honu. Oh, they're very beautiful. Honu Motu, which is the turtle birth sign. This is about cosmic vision to see beyond the stars. The courage to face the challenges on its way to a new life. This is in the Trinity with the parrot and the um, butterfly. And this is about cosmic vision, light language, and metamorphosis is the essence to seeing your dreams and having the foresight to bring change. And the Lemurian Stargate this coincides with is Waho, which is water star, which I think is the moon, if I, don't, if I recall correctly. And the essence of this Stargate is aligned at the equator, revealing the point of inception and conception that births life. What can you tell us about our sea turtle friends? Yes. Well, Honomotu, um, which is a turtle island, obviously, it's not just Hawaii. It's, the, it's from Greenland, North America, Canada, United States, and Mexico. That's all of the turtle island. They used to say New Zealand was the tail of the turtle. That's another story. Um, that's that's like that's actually like another story from Second Lemuria. So anyway, um, Honomotu, um, the water star, represents the angel's door, and we refer to it as the angel's door. But the um, the action in that light is uh, the waho, which means the enter. 
So you have the waho, which is enter, and you have wahi, which is to return. So when you say tonato ke waho wahi, you are speaking uh, and, and including the Honomoto, you are speaking cosmic, uh, divine, infinite, unconditional, compassionate love, that which is unconditional. Tonato ke waho wahi. And so waho is when the child is coming through the light line and about and being uh, about to decide on which womb it's coming through, whose physical form it's coming through. Uh, and uh, will enter through the water. So on the higher dimensions, um, there's the angel's door is truly about the child coming through the inception. That there's the point at the tona, tona, the door of the child, which refers to the conception, and uh, waho, which refers to the uh, the inception. But this happens simultaneously at the speed of memory, and so um, uh, inception and conception happen happening uh, and being guided by the talk. The, the tokia being guided by the apex, being guided by the light of the crystal, by being guided by the light of Lemuria, first light. And so uh, the Honomotu is, um, or, uh, there, are four, there are three three doors and one mountain on the Honomotu. Like I say, there are four access points to the birth sign grid at, at the highest frequency. Um, the angel's door location is on Maui and uh, Iao Valley. Where I did I, the ceremony. I there. There. Alika, yes. I should say. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I went up there with my brother. We like crossed some fence. We're like, we're gonna hike up, and we it took like two or three hours to get to this like little nice spot, and it was in the middle of the place. And then a fucking crazy thunderstorm hit, and we ran down to get out of there like in ten or twenty minutes. Like it was insane. I felt like Tarzan surfing the jungle. It was nuts. What year was that? Um, that was in twenty ten. Okay, 2016, I, I um, called for the flood, the cleansing of that Iao Valley after I activated and sealed the, the Honomotu's, uh, all of its four access points. The angel's door was the completion of the access points of the birth, birth grid, birth sign grid. And I, um, I, I cleared out the 13 steps, which is a Iao, a, a Heimato, which is a sacred site in, inside that valley, um, which is known as the 13 steps of mother. And so I began there to clear the, and purify the entire area and did a ceremony with the kahunas as well, uh, enlisted under um, the protocol of Lemuria. And, um, and then uh, two, two or three months later, there was a flood that wiped out all of Eel Valley, the parking lot, all the parking structures and so much stuff down there got cleaned out. Oh, nobody, could access, nobody could access Eel Valley for a year. And that was... Again, that was... Yeah, I mean, and that was another thing we were talking about. So that's the Honimotu. Um is fully active and the, the Honimotu is speaking very clearly. It was the one actually, the Honimotu was the first one to, to come to me and, and invite me to to do work with the Kahukumotu because Kahukumotu was the second being that came, that the turtle, turtle had brought with it and for me to go and do the work there. So very briefly, and then we'll do the last uh, one or two of these. Um... When I lived in uh, Oahu, I went to Matapu, which is kind of, it's near the lighthouse, and it's kind of a, this nice swim spot um, uh, for locals, more not so much like Waikiki or something like that. But anyway, I was there, and I, I wore glasses to see better, and I had taken my glasses off, and I was swimming in this area um, that opens up to very, very deep water very quickly. Um, and I was swimming, and I thought there was a shark coming at me, and I was starting to freak out, and it was totally a honu. 
they are very graceful and very beautiful. I had blurry eyes because I didn't have my glasses on, so I didn't see it like as clearly as National Geographic camera might make it look. But it was very uh, powerful to be in the presence because it was, you could just tell it was like right off the, like the sea shelf kind of fell off and it was just like super choppy, super crazy water and it was just kind of floating around like a little angel. Very pretty animals. Um, they look very alien too, so it's, it's an interesting animal. So next up would be uh, Tuatara Motu, which is gecko. Um, the gecko is about the biggest smile that lights up the day. Receive this essence into your being to have the power of the smile on your side. This is in the um, uh, triumvirate of the Okapi Matu and the Fatura, which is the uh, condor um, falcon. So what we're dealing with is smile of the light, speed of light, and the speed of father. In other words, a trinity filled with light. And this is coming from the stargate Mata or the evening challenge, the essence of this stargate is to reflect on yourself and overcome your fears, so you may receive only that which serves you. What can you tell us about the gecko other than maybe a Geico ad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the new, in the new earth, we no longer need insurance. <laughs> I could dig that. So, so um, yeah, the, the, the Tuatara, again, um, location is, is, uh, is, uh, I say west of the Nile, goes all the way over to Santa Cruz Island, which is uh, Spanish Africa, and uh, and Chad. Chad is part of that uh, region as well with it, and uh, I forget the name of the mountain just off the top of my head, but um, <clears throat> it's um, when I discovered it, when it called, it was like, whoa, it's like I, I kept, um, I was in the journey, and, and I, I don't know why, I was I just kept smiling. <laughs> It's like I was giggling, smiling in my in my journey sleep for like days, and so so my friend kept like, "Why you, I can hear you laughing at night, and you're like, what's going on?" I said, like, "I don't know. I just keep smiling." And then um, two weeks later, we go to Egypt, and we go to do a ceremony on the Nile River. So we go to Dundera, and we go to Hathor's Temple, and we go to the Temple of the Mother, and right directly east from that temple, the sun comes up there, hits. The Nile River. So we go to the Nile River, and I was activating a, a door, one of the doors for Tuatara, uh, the door of fire, actually, the Wahi. I was activating access to the Wahi and beginning the process to, um, for many ceremonies to come for the years to come. But, um, and so it was like just, just go there and, and, and enjoy the ceremony with uh, what do you call it, a serious joy, but mostly with joy. And, um, I was there, I had uh, with me was the Bindu master, um, the Bindu master and a student, and, uh, and there were two other guides, we call them Rama guides, that came with us from, from Egypt. And we're, all of that whole week, all, all the drive up from, from uh, Aswan all the way up to Dundera, we were, we were just laughing and smiling. And it was infectious. It was great. We were. It was infectious. It's also part of the dragon energies. This is a dragon energy being. It's a three spirit being. Actually, all of them are. You can see them in in the the characters at at this uh, in this calendar. But truly, their their ancestral potentiality is far, far, far more, and also includes their creator dragon energies within them: land, water, sky, and fire. Um, at the highest dimensions, so, and so this being is—it's not only a smile, but it's backed up. You know, it's got some backup, man. <laughs> it's like really, 
uh, it just disarm, it can disarm you, you know, which is what um, we all like to be disarmed. Really, we do. When we get disarmed and we start smiling and laughing, you know, we're, we're all of a sudden we're, we're in another dimension, you know? We return to love in a very specific way with that kind of frequency. Yeah, once you get it, once you get laughing, right, it, it can be infectious when, when somebody who has that energy and has that light within them, just, you're just rolling around, man. It's one of the best drugs, actually. And it's funny because my fiance's laugh, I love to death. And when she laughs, it makes me laugh. I know what you're talking about. It's like, it is contagious. And then the whole, whatever might have started the laughing, like a joke or a situation or whatever, is more or less forgotten. And you're just kind of enraptured in the moment of that vibration of laughter. And you're kind of, I don't know, it's just a very meta moment for me as a human when I get caught up. It's almost like deja vu is weird, like laughing because someone else laughs or sneezing when someone else sneezes, like that kind of stuff. When I laugh because of someone else's laughter, it's a very, it is a portal, I feel. Uh, so the last, um, is there anything else you want to say about that or should we go to the albatross and, and then we can kind of talk about what anything you want? Yeah, I mean, uh, we can go to the, to the albatross, to the, the Toro Mutu, you know, these are all, the, these, uh, essences, um, are all kind of general. They're also kind of known in the totems, uh, through the Native American totems. So they are aligned because Native Americans are also Lemurian. Most of us are. And most of them from the root races of this planet are Lemurian. And so um, with the Toru uh, uh the albatross, uh, this is the bird of peace for Lemuria in, in terms of uh, the Polynesian Triangle. This is the bird that guided our canoes across great distances um, for thousands, if not, you know, okay, millions of years. We are not from New Zealand, but we came from Lemuria, and New Zealand is not even from where it is now. Uh, we originally came from, like I was saying earlier, and so the Tōroas, Tōroa has been a guide, uh, a guide and uh, uh, like a carry us, it carried us across the ocean, carry, and all the way through the journeys into the modern times and now. This bird is known to us as the bird of peace, but a very powerful, very an incredible essence, you know, I grew up with them in New Zealand. We have like millions of these birds of different varieties too, like the blue royal, the royal blue albatross that taught us a beautiful bird. Obviously the biggest wingspan on the planet, 14 to 15 foot wingspan. And um, it spends 80% of its time in, uh, in the air, very 20% of its life on the ground. You can find these things out, no problem. And, uh, science speaks to it. It's funny because there's a scene, I mean, I don't know how much into Disney you are, but there's um, the movie called The Rescuers, and then they had a sequel called The Rescuers Down Under, so I stand corrected. There's actually another decent sequel, The Rescuers Down Under is better than the first one. And inside that, there's an albatross that takes these mice from the Rescue Aid Society in New York to Australia to save this boy, long story short, and they take an albatross, and when it's trying to land, in, uh, it's like, a, you know, kind of a a play on technology where it's like this bird has to land on a tarmac kind of thing for birds and the australian like bush rat or whatever it is um is like pulls out this bird guide and it's like a cockatoo all this stuff going through this stuff it's like oh, da, 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 albatross albatross it's like wings are like it's the biggest bird on the fucking thing and they're like you're too big mate turn around and he's like no i'm not gonna i'm gonna land uh, john candy was actually doing the voice of this albatross which is kind of funny let me read really quickly this kind of um thing uh the blip and then i'll let you say whatever and then we can talk about whatever you and Raphael would like to discuss so the toro uh motu which is the albatross 
It is about purity, strength of heart, and dedication are the attributes of this giant bird. Its essence is a gift to lift you above the challenge that life brings. It's part of the hare and dove trinity, and the wing, which are um, the wings of commitment, carry the light of peace and dedicated power to support the intention. And this is coming from the Lemurian stargate To'u, or stillness. Stillness is at the center of this stargate. It supports your practice of meditation and encourages you to have alone time. So anything you want to say, you were saying that comes from um, more Polynesia, you were saying? Well, yeah, there's a, there's a varieties of that bird in, in, in Polynesia, especially in New Zealand. There's a, um, the, the royal blue um, albatross. But um, its essence, yeah, its own life itself, its, its life, it takes one mate for its entire life. has, um, so far as I know, one child. And if its mate passes away, it does not take another mate. It's an incredibly loyal being. And um, strength in that, in that love, strength in that essence, um, powerful standing that you, 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 are, you are not only, you're not standing alone. In its essence, it carries, uh, you know, its love within its heart, its, its mate or, and its family within its heart. Even when, if a child, the child passes and the mother and its partner passes, it will not take on another for the rest of its life. It is so loyal, such a loyal power, and and that kind of a strength is, I would say, you know, we're, we're it's transformational, you know, and it being a part of the calendar brings that powerful essence of uh, that powerful spirit, that powerful ihi, we call it, essence, uh, the powerful mana, the inner strength, the sp inner spiritual strength is mana, um, and uh, this this bird like is totally incredible. Uh, if you are in this birth sign, um, then there's no doubt that uh, you either have some of that within your character, personality, or you're about to, or it's waking, you know, like being woke. It's being woken in you, like all of them, all of these beings, uh, you are being awoken um, to these higher frequencies and these higher levels beyond the scopes of horror, beyond the Akashics, beyond the, the lessons that have already been learned. Understand. It's funny you say that because this albatross corresponds to May, um, the last month before the new year being in June with the wombat, um, and May is about Taurus season, and right now Uranus is in Taurus, and that's like this electric shocking epiphany, and Uranus is actually going to go retrograde in Taurus soon, so that should be interesting. But um, yeah, no, it's it's a very like what you're saying, like Taurus is specifically probably, but also all of us through the Earth in a very specific kind of values fundamental structures of like society and home and things like that um are being electrified and and, and ratified in the sense so it sinks up there too it's funny it, i mean when i say funny it's like cool i mean maybe it's a better word it's cool how these things um even though they're very dissimilar sec uh you know uh windows into the reality all still sync up very much um and have resonances whether they mean to or not i'm not sure but it's cool Yes, I mean, uh, it's sometimes it's not seen, but it's felt. And so those who want to know um, will see. And so when you see, it's like now you know. So um, you cannot know. and you, you, uh, What you do not know, you cannot know. But once you do know, you cannot ignore it. Or you can if you want to. But this is what the child says when the child comes through. Yes, I can. I believe the term is you can't unsee it. That's one way of saying it, sure, you know, like, yeah, 
Can't ignore it, don't ignore it, can't unsee it. It's there. Now, once you're a butterfly, what are you going to do? Of course, of I course. took the time to take some... I was like, I'm a little hungry, I'm going to eat some sunflower seeds. And like, now we've finished, so I have a mouthful of sunflower seeds. I apologize. Thank you so much for walking us through the calendar. What did you have on your mind that you wanted to share outside of that? Does anybody else have a, does anyone have a question or something? Or like Raphael, do you have a question or anything before I share something else? Well, honestly, I like listening to everything you have to share. It's super interesting because I have, you know, some frames of reference. I'm certainly also going to share this with some other friends that, you know, have more varied uh, backgrounds and knowledge. But I really like how you, you're putting these things together through all the references and the geography and so on. And uh, always interesting how it even relates, you know, to known systems as well. So I think the, the correlations are all over the place. But yeah, kindly go ahead and share whatever you would like. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, this is uh, just to wrap this calendar. It's, uh, its version is the I wanted to make it personal. I wanted to get it to a personal level. So, so bringing it in a simple way um, that I could. So, so your discovery uh, is is close to you, and not out, and not further, you know, reaching for it. How to bring it close to you, so you can make it personal, with, with, whether it's acceptable or not. But it's being shared to you, and I know that it's being shared with many right now. Many have been taking this calendar. Many have been getting the webinar. So I know it's 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 going into the consciousness. It's a part of what's taking place on the planet. Certainly, everybody's doing their work. Um, and let me just say, um, I'm very proud of the team, the first HUNA team from the Sacred Universal Earth Al uh, Alignment Conference that we had in Zamanha, um, which was an incredible conference of 24 HUNA, 24 elders from around the world, to help bring through the transmissions um, that were being represented on some incredible artistry that I brought to the, that I was bringing to the table, and certainly bringing the, the voice and the messaging coming from the, the continental beings themselves, all, all supported by the work on the ground. These locations, we go to them physically. We went, I went to them, I flew, I've, I've been all over the world, and it's, 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 there's a lot more to do. As we bring in and as everybody rises and elevation, elevates themselves uh, and fills their own cup with love, the understanding is to be with this calendar so that maybe and hopefully it will help you fill your own cup with love so that you can overflow your cup and share it with others that you need no other to help fill your cup with love that you can do this yourself but certainly uh, you said yes if you said yes everybody asked um, can we do this and you said yes and so we are doing this and we go all over the world with ceremonies to to guarantee and to assure and to guarantee that the, the rising of the Lemuria in this age of the breath of Tiranimotu will will be guaranteed and will be anchored and will uh, stay forever. I find it interesting that you used the word assure and what we had even denoted earlier. Some insure, insurance groups like uh, to protect against have used the gecko, have used the whale. I think that's Pacific Life or something like that. Um, it's interesting. I don't know how aware of these symbols and like the drawing of the power from that they are, but it's you know one big crazy dream. So I'm not too surprised at some level, but it's always fascinating. And um, 
I'm appreciative of the work you've been doing. I know that I'm just becoming aware of it, but this is a, a new rabbit hole for me and one that I, you know, plan on continuing to explore. Like I said, um, my fiance and I both got the calendar and we're going to talk about it and I'm just kind of absorbing it and trying to, um, but it feels like it's, it's part of a, a song that already existed. And like you're saying, there's some, um, kind of maybe it's almost like a Christmas tree. The tree existed, but then people put a lot of adornments on it that are very distracting with, uh, Greco Roman kind of stuff and, and Egyptian or whatever. Um, maybe even mine. And it's not bad. It's just kind of like extra and maybe distracting. Uh, and if we can get, kind of back to some basics um, in a feminine principle way that would be profoundly helpful I think for the zeitgeist we're kind of ending the patriarchy with all this Capricorn Pluto energy and Saturn stuff so it's like I think the time of these kinds of changes is upon us there was something that you had to call uh, hit me up um, right uh, between this interview and the last interview you called me or hit me up and asked to talk about um, some kind of epiphany or like um, moment of clarity you had with uh, the number 24 and 12 and 12 masculine feminine can you tell me a little about that? Yeah, so I, I have a, a, a webinar. It's called Kaha, which is the Lemurian Chakra System. And the webinar is this July 17th, 1.44 p.m. CDT. Let me just put that in there. And um, it's I'm going to share um, the 24-strand uh, uh, color coding and the DNA um, and the alignment to uh, as as a, a chakra system that is a Lemurian chakra system system that is aligned to the divine rotation of the planet and to its light year and to its seasons and to its mortus all of it combined and how the chakra system is designed to empower all systems um, related to you from your birth signs uh, the new earth birth signs the 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 higher dimensions of this planet's communication. This planet can go beyond 96, but in in, in the density of, of our DNA in this third density, density uh, we can we cap out at 24 strand. So um, and the double helix is is representing the double helix is representing that double that uh, that double density of 12 plus 12 being 24. Um, I'm going to be uh, doing, sharing that in a webinar this, uh, this Friday. Um, uh, but understanding that the 24 uh, also concerning the calendar, as we look at the 28 days, the light of days, four as we, we speak of unrata, which becomes zero point, thereby leaving 24 uh, remaining for the month. Now, they have 31, 29, you know, 29, 30, 31, in the, in the, typically in the Gregorian. What I'm sharing is I talk about 24. We can lock into 24, which we're going to bring in another calendar. And we can, we see, I see the 29, 30, 31 as, as, as you would understand the power and the energy that bridges from the shoulders of the season. I call these energies uh, the tail of the dragon, or it can be the head of the dragon. Or if you like, a whale, uh, a whale's tail. So it's a converging, converging from a season to season. They call it the shoulder season. Now there's expansion and compression in there and condensation, lots of it, a lot of, uh, a lot of fire, a lot of movement between seasons. So, um, I see these 28, uh, 29, 30, 31, these three days, they can be taken from the Gregorian and returned back into the energies 
of that expansion so the seasons are coming in they'll either come in as you know like a lion or a lamb i refer to this in the as it is it a dragon or the whale and so those those three moments um, expand across the space of a season uh, across the sp span uh, of uh, yeah of a season and it's shared in the, in the in the cycle of that 12 so they're actually returning back to the energy and so there we are left with 24 uh, 24 months in in the year now people people said to me yeah but I was born on the 31st what am I going to do well, okay, then you were born in the shoulder season. You were born in the energy of either the dragon or the well. Now, well let's understand that a little bit more and bring it, bring it through a line to the stargates and we will come up with a, um, with a, a light of day. As we move out in numbers, we move into the feeling. So we will start going from, we, we're, right now we have making it personal for everybody in this small step. Then we'll bring in the, the, the numerology and the mathematics to align uh, what, is, what is there in the Gregorian and what's transmuting and how that's transmuting, then we bring it back into the feeling. When we move back into the feeling, there's a calendar of the feeling that can be represented and, and, uh, and can be tracked and uh, understood and known through these calculations of the calendars before it, that we come to a calendar, of a, which is a crystal calendar, which is what I'm looking forward to, actually. And that is the, the crystal we refer to as the Kumara, the crystal of the light of days. Now, as you know, in stories and even your connection with Sunat Kumara and the Kumaras themselves, the Kumara being the Logos light of this universe, it's a story. That's also, that's also part of what the, the, the calendar is. The calendar is, is more than just a calendar. It's, it's a, an omni-drive system for the omniverse universes, of the destiny universes. So the ancestral potentiality coming into the now. And that's what the Kumara crystal is, bringing all destiny into the crystal itself, a destiny crystal, the Kumara. And, um, and so we get to that, and we're on our way to that, that calendar, and perhaps it will come in a holographic form on your app, on your phone one day. Um, um, but so this number of numerology of 24 by 24 is giving us the calculations to, to, uh, to, to have the understanding and the sharing of uh, 576 days rotation, that's how we get. That's how we get that from the 24 out of the 28. And that's so, this, going forward to. Oh yes, ah yeah, it's 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 coming through. It's coming through, man. Like it's already been in some of the things that we had, but really, there's a lot to swallow even for me to integrate to make sure I can release this in the right way. Maybe even a webinar, or whatever, and hard copy, whatever. Um, and so um, what we have for the chakra system, that's already available in the chakra system. It's, it's being able to, um, you know, foundational-wise, because everything is based on the Vedic, right? The chakra system is being shared by the Vedic, right? Like most popular, right? Correct, correct. And so the Vedic, you have to understand, are Lemurian. So if we return Vedic back to Lemuria, their language is Lemurian. Uh, it's their imprinted version of it as one of the root races. As we return them back to Lemuria, because uh, the Vedic, India, Hindu, all of that uh, area, Tibet, that is known as Third Lemuria. That's another moment of Lemuria. That is confirmed. Uh, I have students on the ground there. Well, I was in Bali last year. I've done a lot of work over there. So, And there's more to do, um, I'll speak to in a moment. 
but this is uh, uh, the understanding of the Vedic being returned back to Lemuria and returning Chakra back to Kaha. Kaha is 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 part of the um, is is part of the alignment of the six sectors. Mahakawatahi. Also, the intersecting root root energy of the languages of many light languages. The Vedic language and the, the Tamil, Indian, Pakistani language, the Punjabi language, that all comes up from out of Lemuria, comes from out of the Kaha. And they have their version of which is Chakra. Chakra, uh, and, and you can say it in many accents, it's still the same. Um, so we return Chakra back to Kaha. Kaha means first birth, meaning form. Ha means first breath, meaning formless. And so there is fire in first there is fire in the birth there is fire in the form and there is fire in the breath scientifically chemically you know these things and so kaha is really the root blueprint understanding um, of the chakra system and to be with kaha is to go beyond the chakra system of the current 12 understandings into the into the full the full length the full stretch expansion of 24 dimensions inside the 24 strand DNA accessing 24 dimensions in the form on the ground as is an understanding that down is up up is down literally and uh, in the form so through the chakra system which is anchored also through the dragon energies that's assisting this fire the breath of fire fire in the form so on so forth the practices being delivered through uh, certain codings from the breath and languages uh, that um, that you would normally call a mudra from the Vedic. Uh, if we return the Vedic back to blueprint, we're returning it back to the um, through this languaging, which is Lemurian. Um, that's that's going to be in more detail uh, in the webinar and the slideshow that I have created for that webinar this Friday coming. That's what's up. Uh, I know that Aquarians, which is what you are, but I'm totally spacing on what it is um, in terms of your calendar. Now I feel like a total douche. Uh, but is a hummingbird, I think. Um, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be tripping. Um, yes. Yeah, cool. I'm like, I barely remember, but I got it. It's funny. You're, you're a teacher. You're built for this stuff. I mean, you came in for this reason, I think. Uh, and like you said, you've been, got the final seal. As you said last in the, last time in the last podcast, and it's funny to me that twelve and the twelve thrown into one is kind of obviously a very Christological, zodiacal kind of almost imaging. And twenty four in the Book of Revelation in the Bible, it talks about the twenty four elders seated around the throne of God. So it's like a lot of these resonances are in a lot of different cultures, and I think we're kind of in these times where we're kind of turning back on these codes to remember what was always there, but we kind of chose to forget or something. We have to make it personal, uh, Jim. We have to make it personal to bring it in, to bring it into small steps. Even though it's a small step, we have to bring it personal so you can get beyond where you were. So that we because the previous system, the system that you you're quite versed at, which is great, and this is good that you are because I want to talk to you about this at some stage. That um, we have to bring them from their personal attachment to that those systems of once to me once was to um do a personal system that is and is what is um what will be in the what is now and again it's about the ancestral potentiality in the now are we 
we are ancient beings here now already, and certainly uh, my mission is here to share. They asked me to share for many years, for 20 years, I said no, I didn't want to share. And then I got Good sad. Good thing I wasn't asking you to come on the podcast 20 years ago, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you'd be, you'd be sharing a, you'd be sharing a Polaroid. <laughs> Well, I want to get you back on here. I'm pretty sure there's more to talk about, always more to talk about. I'm not sure if our, how the schedules will line up, but we'll, I'll keep you posted. I want to keep in contact personally like you're cool, I think. Um, and dare I say, um, with all my Uranian energy and 11th house stuff, as Aquari I'm a fake Aquarius and Raphael's got a North Node in Aquarius, I think we have more to talk about. Let's just put it that way. So I do want to thank you for coming on. I don't know if we're exactly out of time. Raphael, what, what's up with that? We're not exactly out of time, but I guess it's a good uh, point to wrap it up. But I just like to mention, obviously, by virtue of, I guess, your choice and some other popular reference factors, of course, the rabbit kind of is our mascot in a sense. And there is a Harry, I guess, uh, in January, uh, the Heamotu, which you also mentioned. And uh, in astrology, the or the horoscope, let's say the old version, this would be the overlapping between uh, Aquarius and Capricorn. I just wanted to note that. Yeah, thank you. Um, and those are uh, important uh, understandings and sharings as we make this comparison to bring everything to a more personal touch. And um, if I could, before I go, may I mention a couple of shout-outs before we go? For sure, for sure. Um, I just want to shout-out to the Hooners that, are, that uh, may be listening now or maybe uh, be listening later. Um, and um, just to uh, thank the Hooners that will be here. They're coming to Cozumel Island for a conference that we're having, uh, which is the, it's the second uh, annual Sacred Universe, Universal Earth Alignment Conference for the calendar. Now I have uh, Fernando Vossa who is coming to, to present and also Akurta Melchizedek that is, is the two presenters. So I just want to shout out for that that's happening um, July 23rd to July 27th on the island of the goddess, which is Cozumel. And also um, to let everybody know that um, I've canceled my journeys to, to the door of fire in Japan and Mount Fuji because we cannot access uh, Japan at this time. Uh, several countries are, are not able to. And so I've switched the calendar for that same month of August. Um, August uh, 22nd, um, I'll be in the UK and doing a workshop and a ceremony gathering uh, with the Druid Masters there that we are, I've coined uh, uh, seven, the seven kingdoms of Lemuria. And so we'll be, those are the two things uh, coming up really close to me. And then in September, uh, we'll be doing the ceremony in the Gobi Desert in Mongolia. And uh, we've, uh, I've dubbed this one uh, Shambhala and the Child of Light, which is uh, going to be an incredible ceremony and gathering. Sounds like you got a lot on your list. Uh, it's ironic because there's um, um, an, an anime classic kind of thing that was a manga and turned into a film called Akira. And in that film, it's the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo 2 or 3 or whatever. It's like this sci-fi kind of thing. Uh, and it gets canceled. So it's kind of art imitating life. Who knows how much prophecy was understood by those animators. I won't say, but it's just ironic, I guess. So bummed about that, but I'm glad you're kind of adapting as Aquarians will do. They can make change as well um and it's funny because it does seem in some weird way like i'm not sure how into tartaria and all that kind of stuff you are um that's uh, what rafael's been talking to me about lately 
and in, in a way it feels like we're starting to rekindle networks of awareness through cultures um, that are very disparate but united uh, beyond just the last kind of yuga or whatever's going on here. So it seems like we're kind of dusting off what remembering more. Yeah, exactly. It's really fun. I, I'm appreciative of it, and I, I hope to be a part of it more. So I do want to thank you, Huna, for coming on. You're a, you're an awesome guy and um, a great teacher. Thank you for putting the effort into this calendar and all the work you do. And I hope you um, get more, uh, you know, students and recognition, but also have you know that gecko laugh and smile along the whole way. Thank you so much, um, Jim and Raphael. It was a pleasure, and so grateful for this. Uh, the sharing. Thank you so much. Most definitely. We'll get you back on here. Thank you so much. Uh, we will talk again in the now. Thank you all for listening and participating in that way through your attention, all within the eternal now co-created. Thanks again. Enjoy yourselves. Last track is actually going to be called Lemurian Sunrise. So let's enjoy that. Catch y'all in the now. Radio Pokito, Radio Pokito, Radio Pokito.